Okay, hi everybody. Welcome back to New Way, where we're trying to find new ways to balance our emotional well-being and take the power back. And today I have my lovely friend Mary Maddock here. Mary is an, an activist for social justice. She's the co-author of this amazing book. It's my new favourite book called Soul Survivor, A Personal Encounter with Psychiatry. And interestingly, Mary was a nun for a while. So welcome, Mary. And um, would you like to just talk about early kind of life and you, okay. your experience as being a nun? I think okay. that's really interesting. Okay, I will, yes. I suppose what led me up to being a nun was I was in a boarding school for five years prior to that. And um, they were very strict in those days. You know, this, uh, there are not too many left, thankfully. Um, in some ways, I can say it was good, but in most ways, of course, you were taken away from your family and all, all the things um, that were not so nice were there as well. But I came from a small village and there were very few people in the village. So when I went to the boarding school, I had lots of choices for friends and things like that. So the, those type of things were, were good, but in general, it's not, I wouldn't recommend it as a way of life. And, and would you have come from a, a deeply religious kind of background? Well, both my parents were, in those days, most people were, were religious in the yeah. sense that go to mass and, you know, follow all the sort of whatever they were expected to do. They believed in heaven and hell and, you know, very firmly, they seemed to anyway. Yeah. And, um, um, and would be very, very um, disappointed if their children didn't follow the same path. Mm. Um, yeah. So that was, that was difficult because as you got older, you might question, as everybody does, the mm. parents uh, led, yeah. and, and I did too. But I was very rebellious, even as a, as a child. No, I don't believe it, Mary. <laughs> so so um, uh, even going to the boarding school was a bit of a step of, of rebellion, which is very, very amazing too, because my, my uh, first cousin, uh, Anita, uh, she was in the school already and she painted a lovely picture of the boarding school to me because she liked the fact, I think, that, that I might join her, you know, there, we were, we were good friends. Yeah. So um, she told me about the midnight feasts and all the kind of things and, I mean, you know, that I thought was great uh, about the boarding school. So that I actually wanted to go to the boarding school as well. What, so what, my, kind of, what was in your midnight feasts? What kind of things would well, you... Well, actually, I had no midnight feasts. There were no... <laughs> <laughs> she may have had some prior to me, but no. Yeah. Uh, and um, it was a very strange world. Uh, um, and uh, I wouldn't, you know, it's good that people are not doing those kind of things anymore. But there was, that was for six, six years, Mary, wasn't it, that you were a nun? Uh, well, that was a nun for six years, yeah, but that was prior to the nunnery, this was now the boarding school, yeah. anyway, yeah. then I eventually did join the order, and that was, was, was a rebellious yeah. step as well, because I thought nobody would ever think that I would, which was the way it was, that I would ever join an order, 
and it was kind of like um, at the time I was in school, I was studying in Prince Hal uh, in Shakespeare, and he was he was kind of of, of, of a person who didn't want to appear to be a prince before he was king. <laughs> so anyway, all these kind of things. When you're younger, you'll be very stupid of the kind of decisions you make. But anyway, that was that was the next step I took, and now I went into an enclosed order as well. At that time, it was the, it, it was one of the few enclosed orders that actually taught as well. You know, the, the pupils came in to teach, and there's a big long story as to why that happened. But I won't tell you now. I'll be talking about that all the time. <laughs> so <laughs> the thing was, anyway, um, I, I find myself in a, a very, an enclosed order, which is very difficult to come out of. Once you go in, it's very it's very hard to come out, and uh, uh, I. Um, you know, felt I found myself there. Then I found a kind of a reason to stay there in a sense because uh, there was a council called the Second Vatican Council that went on at that time, and it was a it sort of a rebellious council in the Catholic Church mm. in the way that we see, you know, how Catholics might behave and everything else as well. And it was very attractive to me because it was it was like, a bit like now in the area that you and I are interested in, in the area of, of, of how we see ourselves as human beings and how we would, we would and that we wouldn't be so attracted by, attracted by the way psychiatry sees things. Mm. It, it, there, there would be a similarity there as well. Yeah. And there was a sort of liberal theology then, so that sort of very much appealed to me. Yeah. And, uh, I, I thought that you know that I was going to be uh, I was going to be eleven and able to change the the, the, the convent I was in and the church mm. I belonged to, mm. but I soon found out that that wasn't going to happen either. Mm. So that was a long story as to how I I you know uh, sort of saw myself. I wanted to see me to be seen as the human being I was rather than the nun I was. I didn't like wearing the habit and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, and eventually um, I I left there because I saw I wasn't going to be able to do that. So. Yeah, it sounds a bit disempowering as well. Did you feel yeah, disempowering? It was, it was because, because it was it was it was based on three three vows poverty, chastity, and obedience. Yeah. And obedience was very much, you know, drilled into you. Mm. In, in so much as I described in the book, even then that that we were told that if we were if we were sent out to you know to plant a plant and we were told to do it upside down, we would do it. Yeah. So that, that was you know, that's only just a measure of how much obedience was drilled into us. And what happened to your rebellious side then? Was it just kind of put away? Yeah, well, yeah, well no, not really, because the the the, the, the nun that was in charge of us as, as young younger nuns was was liberal herself, mm. and actually she had a terrible time, you know, afterwards too, because nearly everybody that she had, you know, was training, left the convent, and that wasn't exactly what they mm. wanted. So she she was very spiritual and, and a very a very uh, before her time woman, mm. and we were lucky for that. Yeah. But uh, having said that, most of the people that were there with me left as well because we saw that, you know, the things were not the way we wanted them to be. Yeah. So um. And then you, I suppose, there was probably a lack of support then, like coming out of 
being in, of that kind oh, of air. Yeah, very much. You were very much. That, that's all you know for years. Then you yes. come out and there's kind of no support yes. then for yes. the people yes. that leave. And you're, you're discriminated against as well. Mm. Because yeah. just like, you know, we, we experience in other systems, um, because at, even at that time, that was in the 70s, mm. the church was very strong still, and people believed in it very strongly. The churches were full. Yeah. And if you um, sort of left, you lost your vocation, and you were, you were somebody, not a very desirable person to be in the community after that. Mm. And that was, that was very hard yeah. to... Uh, to 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 be among, yeah. but I have to say at the same time, my my parents were brilliant, especially my father. He, he did say to me on the way in, he said, he said, if you ever want to leave here, you know, we 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 were all serious words to that effect. Yeah, that's lovely. And, and, and the truth was, they were very much there for me when I left. And well. you can you can imagine that a lot of other parents wouldn't have been. Yes, yes. Some of my friends weren't as lucky. Yeah. They, were, you know, they found it very difficult. Yeah. And they might be in the middle of the way it was too. You might be the, in the middle of whatever third level education was there at the time and they mightn't have the funds to continue yeah. or they'd have to work very hard to continue and yeah. and it was yeah. very, very difficult. Yeah. Can I can I ask Mary, when you left, was that kind of the end of your beliefs or was it just the end of that kind of life as a nun? Or is that yeah. It was, it, it, it was probably both, yes, yes okay. because I, I, um, I, I, like I've been doing for the last 21 years around um, uh, psychiatry and its role in the world, I was studying the, the religious role mm. at, I was reading the books, you know, they were questioning yeah. religion. Now, I, I, I continue to be a spiritual person, my vocal soul survivor, but not a religious person, not a person who follows any particular yeah. religion. Yeah. Because I think religion divides just the same way because yeah. either a Protestant, you know, Catholic, you know, yeah. or, the, or the, the Buddhist, whatever. Yeah. And some of the, you know, the principal um, sort of rule, whatever you call them, ideals, I suppose, uh, of, of the religious or the, you know, religious different religions uh, are good, like yeah. uh, you know, uh, love your neighbor as yourself, like, yeah. I mean, and, and that, that would be the core for all of us, I think, yeah. you know, okay. and that's what we, we get, we get sort of, uh, I suppose, mixed up in how we see that as well and in 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 the older times people were it was very much love your neighbor and and don't love yourself mm. now it might be a bit too much love yourself and don't don't love your neighbor enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the other way yeah and um, and I, I just fast forward then i think you so you met um your lovely husband jim and yes. he did a lot of traveling and then when you were i think it was 27 you had your first daughter um, there and um, and that's kind of when the journey began of um, your experience with psychiatry and and the kind of medical profession. Um, can you tell me a bit about that and and what that was like? I mean, I know your story and I and I've read it. I've, we've spoken about it, but um, okay. can, you tell, can you tell the the viewers about yes, that? Yes, yes, yes. And 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 today now in our this year 2020, 2021, Obviously, I, I can 
with hindsight, I can see this much more clearly than I did even when yeah. we wrote the book, which is a long time ago now. Mm. Uh, and um, some of the, that was because um, I uh, got my records in the meantime, yeah. you know, to see, uh, to have a, a, a better picture. I had basically the picture, but it was a much better picture. Yeah. Now, when I got my records, I could see every drug I was on, you know, when I was in the the hospitals and so-called uh, afterwards. So to go back on just briefly, it was, it was, um, um, I, the pregnancy was very difficult as well because I, I wasn't able to eat for, for five months, you know. Basically. You were so sick. Yeah, was so sick. Yeah. So naturally my body was um, deprived of uh, vitamins mm -hmm. and minerals and all the, all yeah. the all her, what I needed for, for yeah. my baby as well. So, so um, that made it, it, the pregnancy very difficult. Mm -hmm. and, and, um, and at that time, the doctor was giving me some, I, I saw that in my records as well, some, some a drug for, for, the, um, for, the, for the not being able to eat. Instead of, he should have to, you know, asked me you know, to get supplements and, 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 yeah. and to, to, to do that. But that, that's, that, unfortunately, is the way medicine looks at most things. And that would be one of the reasons why I got into such awful trouble myself, too. Yeah, it's kind of like a, a pill for every ill, isn't it? That's right. Yeah. That, was, that was very much. And that had, you know, grew yeah. in the last uh, 21 years. It has grown terribly. So, so, so you, had a, you had a bad pregnancy and then and then you had a, a difficult birth then where you were given um, drugs or medication yes. and yeah. Yes, yes. I was get, uh, they, the first, um, you know, for pain relief then um, um, nitrous oxide was, was often given and it still can be given to, to having babies. And, and I had a, a terrible reaction to that and that I, I, I was like not myself, a completely changed person. I, we, I just kept on taking it because I was told to keep on taking it. It was a long labor as well. So naturally they thought there was something, you know, wrong with me rather than when they didn't know that nitrous oxide could do such a thing. And this yeah. is this is gas and air, isn't it? This is, gas and yeah. air, yeah. yeah. And the re uh, and I, I that was confirmed in my in my knowing it was from even before I ever you know sort of knew an awful lot about it, because sometimes the dentists give the same you know for pain, and that happened to me as well. And the very same thing happened to me when I was having my, my tooth out as well. Really? Same, only that I didn't have very much of it then. I thought the tooth was out long before, you know, and I was I was having bracing thoughts from from nitrous oxide, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I read... Um, That's really interesting um, because they kind of give that out like really, you know, freely and there's no kind of questions asked, like yes. have you any kind of... Yes. A large reaction or anything. Yes. 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 And my, like my, my Jim had it at a time as well, and it had no effect on him. You see, yeah. some people didn't have any effect for the pain or any effect, you know, it just didn't seem to have any effect on him. Yeah. Uh, um, like that is, that was the way it was for me. I didn't have a clue, you know, what was happening, you know, mm -hmm. completely above my head. That's how I can remember that part. 
But a lot of, of what happened to me, I don't, can't remember at all, because soon afterwards, um, after the birth, I was, I was, I was seen as somebody in need of going to a psychiatric hospital. They, the, the, the psychiatrist came to the hospital two days afterwards, and um, I was in a psychiatric hospital on the third day, and that, and then I was, I was given ECT next day. I'm not sure exactly now whether it was the fourth day or the third day. It might have been, but I'm not dead sure. Well, e ECT is electro yeah, electroshock, I call it. Yeah, it's, so they, they push. The reason I call it that is because electroconvulsive therapy gives it credence that it is a therapy. Now, yeah. what, what, what you get then is you get um, a seizure. That's the, that's the function of, mm. of you know, to, to, to give you a seizure. Mm. And I got a um, modified uh, electroshock, which is getting um, a seizure under anaesthetic. Yeah. And this has been put out as, as being a great um, improvement, when in actual fact, it's worse as regards the damage it does to your brain, yeah. because you need more um, electricity, you need more of that in order to, to, to have the fit to happen in the first place. Yeah. Oh, it causes more more brain damage and every time everybody would know that has anybody has anything to do with anybody who, who has seizures you'd know so well how much brain damage it does and how much especially damages the memory it just memory, it sounds so sounds so barbaric mary and um it must have just been such a difficult time uh, like that was that went on for a while and, and all this time they were telling your husband that this is the right thing for you right now it's the only thing for you right now I do, yes and he, he he actually afterwards he didn't even re realize that he he agreed to give an electric shock because in the fact that he knew so little about everything yeah i would say even today when we're out um protesting on the streets and we've done that I don't know many times, normally about 12 times. Um, um, the, the, everybody uh, makes the statement, is that still going on yeah. today? Yeah. yeah, it's not long. And yeah, it's, it's very, um, it's one of those things people don't really seem to talk about. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's, it's scary, but you don't remember any of that then kind of times. Do you remember waking up from it or? I do because I got it. It's the first time, no. The first time after the birth, no. I, I had it again in the 80s. Mm. And that time, I do remember some things about it. I remember at that stage, I was in Dublin, in, in, in St. Patrick's in Dublin, that's a private hospital. And, um, and that's where it is practiced today mm. most. That if you if anybody has seen us in today in need of it today, it's in um, St. Pat's and you probably find it the most. A, a lot of people are, are, are changed from wherever they were to St. Pat's if they yeah. think they're in need. Or, or it's not the only place. So this, but, is uh, when, this is when you've they've tried a lot of different medications on you. You've probably been diagnosed you know, with different mental illnesses. And then, and then they they suggest ECT. Then it's kind of like a last resort, is it? 
where that was supposed to be, but you see, mm. in, the in the first place, when I got it first, it was the first thing I ever got, mm. almost the first thing. They had given me, they had given me the drugs already to, you know, to distort me completely, mm. and then they gave me electric shock straight away in order to supposedly do something for me, like what kind of? While they were giving me, while they were giving me loads of uh, psychotropic drugs as well, I have. The list of them up, people can see them and, 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 and if they want to see them. Um, uh, it, it was outrageous the amount of uh, psychotropic drugs I've been given from January until um, April. This will, will this interview is in April, mm -hmm. you know, all that time. Um, and I was only, you know, young and prior to prior to going to the, the, the so-called hospital, I was um, I was only probably about six and a half uh, mm. in weight because I lost an awful lot of weight during, mm. you know, because of not being able to eat during pregnancy. So that's the kind of treatment I got. Like, and and I'm not. It's, it's not unique to that time. Yeah. It's actually electroshock has only increased worldwide. Really? So, yes. Yes. Mm. And it's happening to children now as well. Yes. And 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 always women have been, you know, victims of it far more than, than men, uh, two to one. Every time they, they, the statistics are even known, and it's very hard to get the statistics on it as well. Yeah. Michael Curry, one of the uh, most amazing psychiatrists we had in this country, a real, a real man who saw his profession the way it really is, um, he uh, tried to get the, you know, the figures, and it, it was very hard for for him to get them in the beginning as well and even when he did get them he, he would he would know that they weren't complete completely the ones because in private hospitals you don't have the right to your to your to your records the same way as you have in public hospitals. Oh, okay i didn't know that mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. so they can cover them up easier. did you do you think that psychiatry and the medical profession do you think that they did the best they could with this, the flawed system that was in place back then and, and probably still today even? Do you think they did the best they could with that the system that we had? No, I don't. Mm. I don't. Um, I mean, we're human beings all the time. Uh, we, 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 we should be questioning human beings, especially doctors should be very questioning about everything they do, yeah. you know. They shouldn't take just everything they hear in university or whatever as being the way. Gospel, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I was a music teacher all my life. I learned, you know, about music and all that. I didn't take everything that I, I learned about music as being a good way to teach music because it wasn't. Yeah. You know, I found out an author of things that were really good that were far simpler and easier to do. Yeah. To this present day, you know. Yeah. And during your time. There was, was it 20 years that you were kind of heavily medicated? Yes. 20 years, wow. Yeah. But, and during that time, you you were, you describe yourself as being a shell of, of, of your, who you were. You, you lost the ability to drive, to play the piano. I mean, you're a music teacher, you, you could play symphonies and then you, you lose that ability. Um, because you're because you're heavily medicated, you're so lethargic. You're you're you can't get out of bed before midday, mm -hmm. um, and you know with with young children, 
or your child at this at this stage how how did that feel to be so out of yes. It, 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 it was terrible. The, the, the thing as well is that, you know, the younger you are, the more you can take a bashing. You know, I wasn't, yeah. I was it, 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 that, that time that you described was more after, uh, after we'd say um, seven or eight years afterwards, because after I came back the first time, I did have a couple of years, five years, where I, where I was off every all the drugs I was on prior to that time as well. And I, I at that time, I, I I was functioning really well, and I was doing things in the community. I was, you yeah. know, I was doing different. I was um, sort of very involved in every aspect of the community. I found myself in Cork because I I coming from Sligo to Cork was a big challenge because very few people did do that kind of thing as well in those times and mm -hmm. still don't come too many from Sligo down here to Cork mm -hmm. to live. So like I was, a, I was an outsider. So in order to become an, uh, to, somewhere to, to, to come back to Cork and be out to be in Cork, I had, I had to do a lot to, to, to do that. And I did, and I became part of different groups and things to do that. Yeah. And, and, um, and, and some of them I led it as well. So that that was a great time for me then, and that was great. That was when we when we we adopted our second child, Jean, as well, and I was really you know very good then. And um, uh, unfortunately, after that that time and two years out into her life, um, um, I I got um, um, a physical complaint, and for that complaint, I was given a, um, an antibiotic, and. I, I, I reacted to that antibiotic at that time, and, 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 and it was called fragile. And I found out in later years, and I'm doing all my research as well, that the very thing that they, they, they so-called diagnosed me as having were exactly what that fragile could cause as well. And that's something a lot of people are not aware of as well. It's not just psychotropic drugs that can cause what people see as psychiatric problems yeah. is uh, a, a, um, ordinary prescription drugs can yeah. cause them too. So, and even things like Mary, I know I'm I'm very sensitive to um, to medication and, and drugs as well. And um, I I took two Norfin Plus one thing for a really bad headache. I was young, like I was twenty or something, and I collapsed. I, I I collapsed in a public place and hit my head off the um, flower pot. That smashed, and they called it ambulance. I woke up absolutely mortified. Yes. But, um, they just couldn't believe it. I, I had to get the amp. I said no, I'm fine, and they insisted, so I had to go into hospital. But this was two Norfin plus. I mean, there was nothing else. You know, yes. I had, I'd been eating properly. You know. Yes. So I, I I would be very careful about what yes. I take as well and what I put yes. into my body. And I yes. mean, it's just kind of brushed off, isn't it? It's one of those yes. things. It's like, oh, yes. It's fine. yes, yes, I know. And that I the very same thing with me with Panadol when I was a nun. I had um, some kind of a cold or some, you know, a bit more than cold maybe, and they gave me Panadol, and I, I hallucinated on Panadol for the, that time. 
as well. But I never, fortunately, I never told anybody. I didn't, I did not tell anybody because I did, I, I knew it would be hard for me, maybe could have been, mm. but, but I didn't. And because uh, if I had said that now, maybe at that time, I might even be diagnosed then, you know, yeah. I was only, you know, and yeah. that's the way it, it can be. And I remember one, my, my sister one time when she was very young and she was, she had, she had a fever, no bad fever. And she, she was saying, she kept on saying A-P-P-L-E-S, A-P-P-L-E-S. And I still remember that to this day, I was frightened by it, like yeah. the fever that was causing it, like. Yeah. But everything psychiatry sees, anything we can see, it has to be a so-called chemical uh, brain imbalance. That's yeah. what they're up to now. They're, they're, they're rolling back on that a bit now because it has been, uh, it has been exposed so much. Yeah. Uh, so and, and did you did you bring your sister an apple at that time? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I Maybe she just wanted a few apples and nobody was listening to her. <laughs> I know. I know. Mm. So the, yeah. So there was there was a so you were diagnosed with pure peripheral psychosis. I think yeah, I mean, right, yeah. that that would be the equivalent. Like that, yeah. Yeah, that would be the equivalent of post natal psychosis wouldn't it yes yes, yes. It. same thing yeah. we're going on the end of going uh, a little bit off the wall type of thing rather yeah. than going down in depths as you know people uh, you know and i think there's no, i don't all those diagnoses i have no you know they're all from my point of view and from all the study i've done i know all the, you see this man here i have his book here beside me just tips tips Thomas, uh, yes yeah well, Anybody who reads Thomas says, I mean, he was such an amazing man. Like, yeah. he lived to be 92 or so, and yeah. I was fortunate to meet him as well. Oh, you met him? I did, yeah. 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 I got, um, and he, before that time, um, I was in touch with him. He was so such a modest man as well. Like, you know, yeah. you know, some, some people, when they get... Because you can see the inequality sometimes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. but no, he was he was that. If he wasn't like that, he wouldn't have been the way he was with me because I was just this woman who was diagnosed by psychiatry, you know. And, and we we had a good few sort of emails to and froing before that. And I said, and at the time I met him, um, I was going across to to England because. The man that wrote that um, helped us get the book out, Terry McLaughlin, an amazing man as well, who who doesn't get the credit for what what an amazing man he was. Often mm -hmm. the best of people don't get the credit, and some of them do that. Mm -hmm. Aren't half as good. We could, can get the credit. Mm -hmm. We know the life can be like this. Mm -hmm. But anyway, um, he turns McLaughlin, and he is an Irish man with the background as well. He lived in England, and and he. Um, he he was he was I met him at um, an Intar conference. That was a, a, they were a great group, and they're still there, you know, of of, of challenging psychiatry. Mm -hmm. And um, he, when I met him there, I was telling him about the fact that we were writing book and everything and stuff. And he said, "Oh gosh, I'd be very interested in that." And they had a, a group called Asylum is still there as well. A magazine called Asylum Magazine, an, an excellent ma magazine that come out all the time. Yeah. And and uh, he was the life and soul, really, of of all that. Terence McLaughlin. Yeah. 
and um, so it was it was uh, he that was great inspiration to me and mm -hmm. and while I'm saying that I'd like to say of all the people that have inspired me gosh all along the way I couldn't mention them all there's so many and and you were one of the new new ones oh, I got again to know and in the way you are so um dedicated and so wanting to find out and I'm telling you you're very inspirational well Mary yeah. whatever I do and whatever accomplishments I have in my life it's only because you've paved the way for people like me oh, I'm, I'm standing on your shoulders whatever I do and and you're just such an inspiration to me and you just kind of there's just something that you exude kind of warmth and and, and love and and everything you know the, all the good qualities and I just think that's like from the moment I I actually rang you uh, the first time because I heard your name somebody gave me your name and I rang you and it must have been Jim answered the phone and uh, I said hi is Mary there and he said yeah get up yeah and I had no idea what I was going to say I literally had nothing planned because I just called I was so excited to ring and then I'm, I'm thinking oh what am I going to say like where, where do I even start and and the minute you came on the phone it was just you know it was just lovely and, and it was just so friendly and there was no like where did you get my number or why are you calling it was just it was like it was meant to be us us getting in touch with each other it was like it's meant to be so um I, I just yeah I'm so glad to have you on here today and um I wanted you to be the first guest but I, I also wanted to give the interview the, the the credit it deserved so I wanted to read everything and, and do all my research because I just wanted I wanted to give you that and um and I just love having your voice here and and, and telling everybody but you you spent so you were on all these drugs and and you were you offered counseling or was there any kind of there was none none no. I was I was always seen as somebody you know life was fine for me but something awful strange came over me and, and you know I that needed to be some way dealt with that it was it was um you know it was something other than what my life which, you know, how, how ridiculous could anything be? Yeah. So no counselling at all? None, none, none whatever. I none whatsoever. And, uh, and it was just, uh, I need to be fixed somewhere. I had gone, you know, my brain had something mysterious had happened to it. Yeah. I need to be fixed. And, and that is basically what biopsychiatry believed to, to this day even more so. Yeah. Now, now that there are so many people in, in need of fixing, like we're machines, mm. when um, we, as they drop to the disorders, they say so well with people in that, I said it's, it's not what um, is wrong with us, it's what happened to us. Yeah. And, and that is why I, I always pick out the fact that my dad said that to me when I, at the very beginning. She said, he said to me, there's nothing wrong with you, Mary. Yeah. But I thought there was something wrong with me yeah. because because of what the drugs. You thought there was some kind of chemical imbalance, and the, the, yes, the yeah. Drugs. And you're you're listening. You're listening to your doctor because you trust them. I mean, yeah. Yeah. we all have been there. You you trust them, the medical professionals, and and you think they're they're doing the best for you. Um. So the the term mental illness. Um. What do you think of that? that kind of terminology is that something that you believe in or 
you don't use I, I mean I know I know myself but it, it's good to uh, yes I know I know you're asking me as an interviewer thank you very much because it's, it's a very good question to ask one of the best I, I, I actually will read out a little bit of Thomas Saz just to because to to go on that you don't because for this little bit this is what he said um, and uh, Thomas has uh, said this in this book, uh, Insanity, the Idea and its Consequences. And Terry Lynch has followed this up really well in Ireland um, in his latest book, uh, Depression Delusion. Mm -hmm. He has, he has uh, you know, investigated, uh, is this the way it is? Yes. Or, or, or around mental, so-called mental illness? Mm. Um, this is what, what, what Thomas Sal said in this book. Psychiatrists insist that schizophrenia, and I, he, he doesn't believe in these terms, but he still has to use them um, here. Um, I'll back, go back again. Psychiatrists insist that schizophrenia and manic-depressive psychosis are brain diseases. Textbooks of psychology describe and discuss all known bodily diseases, including brain diseases. Accordingly, one way to verify with whether schizophrenia or manic depressive psychosis are brain diseases is to see what the authors of textbook of psycho uh, sorry of pathology say about them. Well, the answer is that they do not say anything at all about these alleged diseases. They do not mention them as they simply do not recognize mental illnesses as bodily diseases. The significance of this much neglected fact is enhanced by the psychologist recognition. Of, oh, I didn't mean to go on to that, to be honest, is that I wanted to follow yeah. there. Yeah. It's not, it's not, that's not what I want to get. And, and what, what year did you say that was, Mary? Pardon? What what year was that? Did you say this what book? year? Yeah, this book. When, when did it come out? Yeah, I'm not sure. It's out for an awful long time. Uh, yeah, it looks it looks yeah, like yeah. when he was talking about that, he's talking about that he you know that the fact that in the in the where is it uh, the textbooks of pathology. Yeah. There is no mention at all, and that's where it should. I mean, that's where all illnesses are are mentioned. Yeah. So if you can't get it in there, yeah, it's obvious that they, they can't say there's 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 there are yeah. any. Yeah. No, I I think that's powerful, Mary. And I love in your book the way you have um, quotes at the start of every chapter, and yes. um, I just picked a couple. Um, one is by C. S. Lewis. Of all tyrannies, a tyranny sincerely exercised for the good of its victims may be the most oppressive. I think that was really good. And my favorite one was um, by R.D. Lang, and that was madness may not be all breakdown, it may also be breakthrough. And I think that's really important um, because that gets very lost along the way when we think about. Um, say mental illness and you know you're, you've got a chemical imbalance and you need to fix your head and and all this but I, I think the people I speak to like yourself I, I feel like there's a kind of 
you know, a common um, thought where we feel like this might have been a, a breakthrough, it might have been an awakening, it might have been actually terrifying at the time, but it changes you as a person. And it might be a little bit for the better. I mean, I'm doing like really great things now that I'm really enjoying and I've got a passion for. I never had that before. Mm -hmm. um, before I had any kind of, you know, mental illness or whatever you, you'd like to call it. I call, I like to say, I, it. Yeah, I, I woke up a bit. Like I, I, mm, I, I know. And, and I think, um, I think it was a friend of mine, Matt, um, he, he tried to say to me, you know, it, it was a good thing. And, and I got really annoyed at that when he said that, because I thought, you know, that's, it was terrifying and, and I will never see it as a good thing. But now I kind of now I do, and I and I know what he meant. Like you, you it changes you as a person. I think it makes you a lot more compassionate mm. and and aware, and it it kind of gives you the freedom to talk to anybody. I think I feel like that anyway. I have a lot, and I can always find um you know common things with people, and whereas before I couldn't really relate to um a lot of people and a lot of situations so I like that one I, I love that one with, with R.D. Lang I just think it's you know a breakthrough instead of a breakdown I think that's really powerful and I because it's, it's, a, it's like we are now at Easter time and that was a good you know going back to spirituality like the good thing about the spirituality was recognizing that uh, you need to die to live every every day we died to yesterday tomorrow you know yeah that that's the way life is. It's dying yeah. and rising, and 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 the new the sort of philosophy of total happiness. This type of, of philosophy that in some way we have a world where 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 we can be so have the, not to have the downside in order to have another side. Yeah. You know, it, it, we need to go through the the bad things. What we find mm -hmm. bad at the time, and we and we can bring something much better look at the seed in the ground that's why i love that song the rose you know like it's about you know the seed in the ground yeah. what it becomes and uh, and uh, that's a, another side of thing i'm, I'm awful passionate about, about now that has very little to do with psychiatry is the is the um you know the us they're reclaiming the seeds of the earth and and holding yeah. on to the ones that 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 the earth produced, not the ones, the yeah. man-made ones, that now are are, um, are 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 other additives have been put in, and that they're not the same. Yeah. It's like saying that, you know, we say we say somebody does a famous painting, it's their painting. Somebody does a copy of it, you'd never pay the same price for the copy, would you, of the of the real thing? And that's only about a painting. This is about the this is about the law, about the the source of life, the mm. source of life. Yeah. Yeah. We now have no value on. Yeah. Now, but it's so value valueless yeah. that we that we that we will we will and we think that buying the seeds that are not not and not the seeds of the earth can be compared with the ones that are. Yeah. And, and people talk about the money for them, you know, if the money, they can't be compared. How no. can you compare, you know? And, the, and that's, that's a, there's a whole lot of other, you know, aspects of what we, and what you will discover far more as your life has gone along, because, um, because I, all these things have come to me in the last 21 years as well. Yeah. 
all the more amazing people in nutrition and amazing people oh, yeah. in the areas that will help us to stay to be to be better and as, as human beings and i just want to bring it back to um you you said that one of the main turning points in your life was when you read uh, peter bregan's toxic psychiatry but before was there kind of niggling thoughts before that? Because, um, I mean, like all along, you're kind of going along, you're doing what you're supposed to do, you're being obedient, you're taking your medication, you're doing as the doctors say. Were there thoughts then that you were kind of saying, is this actually making me better? Or is this the right kind of thing for me to heal? So when did they start? They were, yes. And that, that started... Um in 1993 and, and and when i say 1993 every time i see 1993 now with a lot of other people it's quite amazing that 1993 comes up for a lot of people really yeah yeah you'll find that in life too it's very interesting anyway um in 1993 uh, uh jim and i went for a short trip over to to uh, uh, uh france and on the way we discovered we had no passport and prior to that time, I was waking up uh, uh, constantly for 10 years um, uh, with a, a, a terrible hallucinations prior to that, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, and I didn't know, you know, why this was. It was happening all the time. Mm-hmm. That was the, what, the reason why I went to uh, supposedly the best psychiatrist in in in, in ireland at the time mm-hmm. um and um and i um was attending him right so anyway this is we we're on our way to france with no fa- passports and of course that increased the fear in me yeah. from it to even worse along this you know this journey of waking up at night Mm. So, um, and funnily enough, we got into uh, into uh, France without a passport. Without <laughs> <laughs> we, got, we got back then because Jim was from Rosslare and the people knew him there. So we'd be, we'd be stuck on the other side the other way. Anyway. <laughs> we could be having this in, in French and having subtitles. <laughs> So anyway, when I came back, then of course I was I, I was worse, and this this particular complaint yeah. go back to the man who was causing the complaint in the first place, and and uh, he sent me in for another trip into the into I never for me they're not hospitals for me they're prisons because that's another aspect I'd like to talk about with you if you don't mind yeah. With, yeah. after is the idea of how people are coerced and all that as well around yeah. psychiatry. But anyway. I was back in the year for, and what does he do? He, he takes me completely off one of the drugs he was giving me and um, it, it called an antidepressant. I don't call them that, but they call them that. And, and um, um, it's called Tramantum. And So he, then, he took you off that because you, you were saying that you're, you're getting high anxiety. Yes, yes. And so he, he took you off that with the intentions of what? Putting you on something stronger? Well, that time I didn't know what his intentions were, yeah. but it, only to find out that what happened to me after that. So um, he took me off that, and again, taking off something um, all of a sudden, mostly will increase what was wrong with me as well, which it did. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, uh, yes, uh, and and then 
eventually that subsides, you see, because the withdrawal goes and then you're okay. And for that, I was a lot better uh, because now what was happening to me, what it stopped. It, it stopped immediately after, after you know, after that, the, the waking up at night time. Yes. So, so then, um, and Jim always was always there. He he had the sixth sense, you know, that I that it was all around the same time as happened as well. Yeah, and Jim, Jim, like in your book, he'd kind of write. He wrote a few chapters as well. Um, and Jim would 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 have spoken about these times as being absolutely terrifying. Yes. For, for you him. and and for him. Yes. I mean, these these weren't just a nightmare yes. or yes. waking up scared. This was a yes. terrifying ordeal. Yes. Terrifying, very terrifying, and 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 we lived with that. We had to, live. and 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 he was doing nothing for it. Like I mean, it was happening all the time anyway. Like too, but anyway, naturally he was doing nothing for it because he was causing it. Like I mean, it was, yeah. he was giving it, was it, it. Yeah, yeah. He was prescribing it all the time. If you saw my records, you couldn't believe. There were there was such a scrawl. He he hardly wrote anything in it, yeah. and when he did, you couldn't even make out what he, what he wrote. So you came off them and stopped getting those night terrors. That's right, and yeah. and then every year that went by, it was even more. You know, this is 1993, 94, 95, and I was still attending him then for the next until he passed away. I, I'm not sure the exact year, but it was soon after that. It probably was 96 or 97. And and because he passed away, um, because he would always have a major influence on me while I was tending him, and because I we were coming to this realization anyway, um, I, I, a window had opened up, and also a window had opened. Now I was only I was on three uh, before this, so now I was only on two. Mm. So <laughs> only I stayed there only on two. I, they were still affecting me and all. And they're strong, they're strong, heavy yeah. meds that would, yeah. yeah. One of them was lithium and the other was, um, the other was Largactyl. And Largactyl is, is a neuroleptic, I describe it as, because this is, it's the perfect def definition of what it is. Mm -hmm. uh, Antipsychotic is not a definition of what it is, but the people use, they use it because they try to have people believe that they, 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 they they stop, they don't. But anyway, that's another story. So yeah. anyway, um, um, uh, as I say, I was only on two, so therefore, uh, and Jim was becoming, becoming more like me because he could see the correlation as well. Yeah. So if, when I ev eventually wanted to get off both uh, lithium and Largactyl, Jim was on my side because he could see, you know, from that too. Mm. So that was great because often other people who might, might be in my position wouldn't have the person close to them on their side and if they didn't how hard how can you get off anything mm -hmm. so so if they're a major influence on your life mm -hmm. so anyway um eventually then uh, i decided i wanted to go to get off all the drugs yeah. the two other ones that were on and I, I, I never go back to a psychiatrist again as well I did visit one psychiatrist who was retiring himself, who I knew told another person that they might need to take lithium after the, they, this, this particular person almost died. Yeah. Because it was man, because he was on lithium. 
Uh, and then I thought maybe this guy might give me a blessing, because if you have the blessing of, of one of the ones, you have a much better chance. And that, that interview was very interesting. He, he spent all, all the time talking to me rather than the other way around. But he uh, gave about me... About what? Blessing. What was he talking about? All about himself. He was, uh, he, was, he, was he, <laughs> he, he was a real talker and was delighted to have somebody to listen to. Yes. Uh, and Jim was with me too at that time. So and, he, and he was kind of, would, would you have called him a progressive psychiatrist or? Well, only insofar as he, he, he wasn't so st set in stone that he'd say, well, you should stay on it anyway. Now, if he did say that, I probably would still have gone on and done it too. And, but you wanted to do it safely and under. Well, well that, that, that you wouldn't be, you know, that it safely would be having the doctors agree with you a lot of the time as well, you see, you know, so. That, that that made it more, better for me to do then. But the doctor, then then I was with the GP, I, I vowed I'd never go back to a, a psychiatrist. And funnily enough, as well, another funny thing was that, that the psychiatrist's wife, who was a doctor, took over his business. She did some kind of a course and, and took over his business after he died as well. And and um, she wanted me to go to stay with her, but I, I was wise enough not to do that. And um, then, anyway, the, what, the, what did she uh, want you to stay with her for? Just to, um, no, just that she be that I needed somebody all the time. There was somebody need, for, in need. Uh, yes. Yeah, further kind of treatment. Yeah. And I was, I was such a bad case. I needed to be, to be, to be have somebody with me. You, you, you were told that you were going to be that you needed to be on medication for the rest of your life before that, weren't you? You, yeah. you were told. Yeah. I was, I was, yes, categorically. That you couldn't function. Yes, that the was, was always when in those days, and still a lot of people would be doing the same thing. Once you go on lithium, that you're on this for the rest of your life, and that's such a great uh, uh, thing to be on. Yeah. So much, I mean, it, 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 it destroys your kidneys and, and, and not when people are incontinent. I think there's a real lack of support if you do want to come off it or lower your medication. There's there's not that kind of support in place. I mean, it's there. It's very kind of you know quick to give you a prescription, but then there's no kind of support around coming off it if you want to come off it. It's just yeah, and every everybody who puts out, puts you on a drug should have the obligation to know enough about about them yeah. to to help. The person come off them when, yeah. when they yeah. can do everything on their power if they want to be off the drug. Yeah. Well. In my in my view, yeah. yeah. And uh, then you, you and then you 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 came off them the first one and then you you came off the the other two then is that correct? Yes, yeah. and, and and in hindsight it was too fast. Yeah. But I was lucky. I was lucky that I didn't. I was one of those people who uh, also the luck luck wasn't that Jim saw how bad I was on them and how better I was off them even yeah. if even if I was I was I was things weren't you know the way and other people mightn't do what he did yeah. and, and also he he gave me his promise that he'd never put me back yeah to it and that that was huge for me yeah in, you did you felt safe yeah. because you know the placebo effect is so powerful I know if we believe we could, something's going yeah. to happen, we, and then you, um, I mean, yeah, we could we could talk all day about this, and, and I, I just find it so interesting. But um, 
we 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 better push on because um, I'm conscious of time. But you in two thousand you read Toxic Psychiatry by Peter Bregan, and that changed. I, I feel like that was one of the turning points from what I got from your book. And then in Tullamore in two thousand and two, was that the first time you stood up and, and kind of told your story and spoke about the, the what you felt was abuse from by psychiatry and medical professionals? Yeah. How, how did you feel standing up for that first time? I, 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 I was very, very nervous, but I was delighted to do it. Yeah. And I'd like to give, to, to give uh, Terry Lynch yeah. great credit in that happening as well. Yeah. And great credit. And he in Ireland, like P Peter Brecken was brilliant. Peter Brecken was a great influence for Terry himself. You know, yeah. he writes about it in the conscience of psychiatry. That's what often... Um, um, Peter Brecken is, is described as, mm. and um, uh, and you know we all help each other then to yeah. see whatever as well. So that Tullamore event was brilliant because I got I got a chance to say how you know I was affected. Yeah, and and, and the, I don't know how many people came up to me afterwards. And gave me such oh they were terrific yeah and the and I met Lydia uh, Supan I never could say her, her, her surname properly uh, at that um, conference as well and she came up to me and she asked me to speak to her students many times after that as well and they were that, that's in that's in UCC so that's that was yes. in, that must have felt so good and empowering yes. to, world, to the, the university yeah. and and. and yeah. And, and, and students were so so lovely. They, they you know they empathised with me so much. And I, I'd imagine that would have changed their their life probably. Even just hearing that, that would change a lot of things about the direction they would go. Or, you know, I mean, I think a lot of people probably would have um, reservations about stuff. But I, I think hearing your story and just um, you know, because you kind of experience it. I, I definitely did experience it when I read your book because I felt like just the pain and even for Jim, like it just and, and little the little um, Claire at the time. Um, there's one there's one part of the book and I just felt it, it was just it really stood out to me. And um, Jim had Jim wrote it. It was in one of his chapters. And will I just read it? Is that all right? Yeah. It says one of my abiding memories of St. Anne's with the small, with the Georgian small white-framed panel windows, which could only be opened down for about six inches, Mary had just had her thirty-fifth birthday. This was nineteen eighty-three. Um, Claire, um, the children were young; they were missing their mum. I had gone to visit Mary as I did every evening. I can't remember what kind of form she was in that night, but she was definitely the obedient pa patient as she always was, taking her medication and conscientiously obeying all other directions though she hated every minute she was spending there. I said goodbye and kissed her as I always did. As I got into the car and began to drive down the avenue, I looked back. I could see Mary's face at the white-framed small panelled window on the first floor, waving goodbye. She looked so alone and trapped. I have never forgotten that image and all its connotations. I just think that, yeah, and sorry, I, I, I know it must be so emotional because I, when I read that, I actually cried as well, Mary. And I, I'm going to try not to cry now, but just the effects that that would have had on Jim as well, like that, you know, just seeing you out the window and just even the word trapped, I, I feel like you should have been home with your baby and your family and um, and just enjoying that. And I feel like that was kind of taken away from you. 
there's another part to your book as well. I'll, I'll just read that as well, because I just think it's so important as well. Um, because people say, you know, this was the system we had, like what else could we do? And um, this is by David Oakes in Mind Freedom. And this is kind of the, the things that he wants to see. And I, and I think you have, you've advocated a lot for this as well. They want an end to people having their human rights abused by being locked up, forcibly drugged, electroshocked and humiliated with psychiatric labels. They want an end to the narrow biochemical medical model to be replaced by a more empowering holistic paradigm. They want the psychiatric profession to stand back and look at themselves and their practices. They want the voices of the abused people to be listened to and acted upon. They want to warn the public of the pervasive power of the drug companies. They want full and frank information from the drug companies so that people can make informed decisions. They want to see the establishment of small friendly home communities where people in crisis can be treated humanely. They want official recognition and some government funding for good existing alternative therapies and the public and psychiatric, psych, psychiatrists to be more educated about them. They want safe places where people can go to detox from harmful psychiatric drugs. And I think that's so important. Um, and that's basically what, you're, what you've been advocating about since you stood up and, and told your story. So I, I think that's, that's just, I, I love your book and I think everyone should read it. I think it just gives such a good account of even the time back then I think we have come a, a long way since then do you agree with that but there's still a long way to go yeah I, I in some senses yes and in other senses no because um more people are trapped in it than ever ever today um and and I some of the things I would say a little bit differently now too in that I I don't expect anything from governments, to be honest, because unfortunately governments have shown us over and over and over again yeah. that they're not interested in, in the people. You know, it, people think each time we'll have this person, come, this crowd, yeah. not just person, but a group of people come in and we're going to have a change and what we find, you know, so I think it, 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 it will come from the bottom up. If anything, anything that has ever been any good comes from the bottom up. Yeah. And it's, going to, it's going to be the people themselves. And, and I think as the people themselves um, believe in themselves rather than putting it into the ha hands of experts, yes. that we, then, we will, then we will make more progress. And I don't think we, we, we believe that even yet as, as, as we want this to be different yeah. um, I think I spoke a little bit to you about already about a woman called Bonnie Burstow mm -hmm. who, 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 who wrote uh, many books too and is a feminist and her father was in, in psychiatry and she really to my mind has put you know the, 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 the way it really is the only way and that way will, will be slow and painful and it won't happen for a long long time yeah. because this is rooted in psychiatry i'm sorry rooted in in, in society yeah. um uh, uh, as very very much in our time in our time and it is just like religious practice and religious things were very rooted in the past yeah this is very rooted in the present and if it, 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 it fulfills a function 
for society in the present, unfortunately, as well. Yeah. And, and the, and the divide and conquer is very much the way our world all, all, has always nearly been. Yeah. And until we as, as a people really become educated enough to see that we, the people, are the most important. Yes. You know, we're the most important. Yeah. And that we are awful important. Yeah. And don't give the power to a few people to decide what we do. Yeah. And we're not we're not in their our and yes. somehow. But I'm glad you got your power back, Mary, and you started playing the piano again and you, you swim yes. in the sea and I see you have a lovely bike and you go bike riding and yourself and Jim are, are like really busy planting and veggies and all that. So I'm really glad that you you got you found your power and You've done amazing work and I'm so grateful for everything you do and I'm, and I'm grateful to be your friend and I just wanted to say thanks very much for coming and talking to me and maybe we can have another chat another time because yes, I feel like we've a lot to say. That, that would be good. Yeah. 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 yeah, we have a lot to say so yeah. people, if people want to hear it we'll, we'll do another chat sometime. Yeah. And I want to congratulate you back very much and, and very much the way you 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 and I have come together. You are more, more the powerful one there. And yes, you are. You were the one who saw me, and 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 and, and you are you were you are on your way to to finding out finding out as I was yeah. twenty one years ago, yeah. and 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 you are now uh, thirty. Is it thirty seven? Yeah. You have a long way to go yet. Yeah. I was 52 then. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and I, and I am I'm I'm loving learning, and I know sometimes people mightn't agree with what I say or what I put out there, but I'm trying to explore all the different ways that we can um, manage our emotional well-being um, and and manage ourselves when we're going through emotional distress. So I'll put it out there because I think the more options we have, the better. If you don't agree, I mean, the, I had Professor Studd on. He's talking about hormonal treatments. I don't know if they if they're one hundred percent going to work for you, but at the same time, let's explore other avenues and yeah, let's have an open mind. Yes, and and the thing is, is you know, we're not no. Everybody is, is never going to agree with you yeah. know what there's always people and that's good yeah I mean, that's good yeah if we, yeah if we had everybody thinking exactly the way we yeah. think or we don't we'd have differences you you know as as two mundane, yeah. That, yeah. yes yes yeah. that that's how we grow and, and develop yes yeah lot. it's just what the but, but I, what i would like to finish on is, mm. is it if you like if you don't mind yeah. is that is that that what what is what's the most terrible thing is that if somebody stops you in being that person yeah. that's able not able to decide for yourself and unfortunately psychiatry does that and that's maybe what if we are talking again we might talk more about that the way that it gets in the way of people having an open mind and the way that, that, that we're, we're not able to do it that as i was in those years i mean I was the one in school that questioned the most. I was the one that found the question the most. And yet, when I was in the, under the power of psychiatry and its drugs, I was one of the most docile people. Yeah. You know, yeah. That, that, that was wow. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm the one who questions the most again. Yeah. I'm glad you have a voice, Mary. Thank you so much. Thank you.
Bye. Bye. Speak to you soon. Thanks, Mary.